The following is a hockey podcast out of Vancouver and Surrey, British Columbia. It'll only consist of a lot of puck talk and even more BS, or in actual words, banter and satire. Enjoy, and as always, go Canucks, go. Oh, baby, should Archie Baines play on the Canucks top line with Pedersen and Lindholm? Whoa. More on that next year <laughs> on Lockdown Canucks. My guy loves Surrey, man. That West Coast bias, man. The future lives here. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. A a, a happy hump day and Whoa. welcome to another episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Trevor Beggs, co-host of Locked On Canucks and also a Canucks writer for Daily Hive Vancouver. Before we dive into today's episode with the Surrey bias coming on strong, we got to thank you for tuning into Locked On Canucks because it is your team every day for the Locked On Podcast Network. If you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe or follow us for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. I also got to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your best bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on today to get started. On today's episode, I've been waiting to lead with RSD Baines for a while because, you know, Kyle and I, as you might know, we're both the pride of Surrey, but uh, RSD Baines is taking mm-hmm. Surrey to another level. Uh, so we got to talk about RSD Baines, his all-star game performance, but more importantly, you know, when's this guy coming up to the Vancouver Canucks? Could it be this season? And if he does come up, where would he slot into the lineup? Or... Is it best just to let him keep marinating mm. a fine steak down to the AHL level? Uh, R.C. Baines talk in the first segment. Second segment, we want to talk about who's the Canucks' first line. There was an article coming up from The Athletic ranking top lines in the NHL, and they had J.T. Miller's line as the Canucks' top line. So we'll dig into that, uh, where both those lines rank among the NHL's best. And then finally ending off the show uh, with Thatcher Demko, Snatcher Demko chasing a franchise record. Can he do it? Uh, which other goalies did he just pass on the list? Um, but before we get to all that, let me introduce my co-host. He's the second best guy in Surrey, Kyle yeah. Bowen. How you doing, brother? Second best brown dude from Surrey. You know what? I always wanted the title, not going to lie, but uh, there's no way I'm beating Arch D. Baines, okay? For real. When he makes his debut for the Vancouver Canucks, if all goes well and he becomes a full-time NHLer, come on, nobody's taking that title away from him. From Surrey to Rogers Arena, living the dream. That's just the truth. Anyways, Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs, here on Locked On Canucks, we actually got somebody watching who met Trevor during his time at Game Over with Clay, okay? Welcome to the program. Welcome to Locked On Canucks, home of the West Coast Bias. It takes place here at the Don't Doze Art Lab. We do uh, we do a lot for the West Coast, okay? I think we, the only things we do is for the West Coast. Uh, we're full of that West Coast bias. Uh, speaking of which, I was thinking about Archie Baines a lot on my drive over here, and you, you used the term marinating, right? Uh, do the Canucks still want to keep him down there and let him reach his full potential in the AHL before they bring him up, a.k.a. don't bring him up this year? Maybe. Or maybe they're not going to call him up because they want him to earn it even more. Like it's some psychology type of treatment towards the standard and other players trying to make the big club. Because the last time I checked, this is a first-place hockey team. This is a team with cup dreams and cup goals. So it's really hard to make the Vancouver Canucks. I could see the Vancouver Canucks, again, not bringing up R.C. Baines, being fairly healthy. They don't have to do so, and it kind of pushes R.C. Baines to take his game to the next level during the offseason. That's where my mind is at. Yeah, I'm really curious to see, you know, 
I think at some point the Canucks are going to end up calling up another forward, right? They just sent Linus Carlson back down to the minors. They only have 12 forwards on the active roster right now. So even if some guy just needs a maintenance day or, or a game off, to me, it makes sense to bring up Arshti, you know? Um, he is waivers exempt. I think he's now paid his dues. He's had over 100 AHL games of AHL experience. Mm-hmm. He's proven that he is the best player on that team right now. So like you said, Kyle, if these Vancouver Canucks are trying to win games, push for a Stanley Cup, it makes sense to get RC up into the lineup. You know, I think last season they made the right call by just keeping him down there, letting him figure things out a bit more. It was his first full season in the AHL. Um, but now it's getting to the point where he is the best option in the AHL. Uh, and shout out to uh, uh, HM, H, HMD fangirl there for, um, you know, recognizing me for being on Clay's show. Uh, Canuck Clay is a beauty. Uh, we had him on our show here a couple months back. Uh, if every day is, uh, would be aware of that. Uh, she says, call up Pod Colson over Baines. Now, I'll say straight up from the AHL games I've watched, Baines has been better. He's been better. Like, Pod Colson is more of a north-south player, uh, which 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 Talkett likes. Um, and he's more of a goal scorer than Baines. But overall, Baines is a better 200-foot, more cerebral more cerebral player, which is mm-hmm. saying something because Pod Colson, I think, was really good uh, in his rookie season for the Canucks. But, again, just based on what I've seen in the AHL this season, I would say that Baines – uh, is the better option for this team right now. Kyle, do you have a take on that? You know, when it comes to Arch Deep and Pod Coles, and who would you rather see play games with this team? Who deserves that call-up Dude, board? okay, you know what? Okay, I think I think Arch Deep deserves it. And again, the Surrey bias, full in effect. I, I want this guy playing a game at Rogers Arena. I just want to see the noise, okay? I want to see that experience. As a, as a brown dude playing ball hockey all his life, that was the ultimate goal, and that was to make the Vancouver Canucks. You know how they say dreams come true? <laughs> no, they don't. But I can live... Uh, what's the word? Uh, vicariously? I was going to say vicariously. Yeah. Okay, vi- okay, yeah. that's the word. Through Arch Deep Baines, okay? Anyways, to answer your question, I wouldn't be surprised if it's the other way around. Again, what if they're trying to run some sort of psychology gauntlet on a guy like Arch Deep Baines? Like, yeah, you're playing well, but there's still a lot of room to improve. And there's still another level to your fitness. You know what I'm saying? And Next season, when a lot of these UFAs don't come back, because I can easily see this guy replace a Lafferty in his first season with the Canucks, uh, maybe that's when he gets the call up and not this season. That being that being said, man, that's being rude. Come on, man, Kyle, I, I'm from Surrey. I should be dreaming of this moment right now. Again, the coolest Brown guy to ever do it, RFT Baines, possibly going to claim that title, and uh, possibly going to change the narrative of Surrey, man. Uh, last time I checked, if you cho- if you if you search up Brown dudes from Surrey on the internet. You get something else, man. You get something. Surrey's infamous, okay? And Archie Baines can make it uh, more famous, a.k.a. more positive. Uh, but let's not put all that pressure on him. Let's just allow him to do his thing and play hockey. On that note, I got to say, you know, if I'm going to throw those accolades out, like, oh, this guy's the the Punjabi prince in uh, Surrey's own and the homegrown talent, and he's going to change the narrative of Surrey, blah, blah, blah. I think he can handle it. You know why? Because this guy's on another level of poise. This guy's on another level of getting it, okay? He's humble, he's hardworking, he's intelligent, he's cerebral, and he clearly gets better year in and year out. Like, to see him obviously take a step in year five of his junior career was mind-blowing, right? Like, holy holy crap, how'd you do that? But I think it's more impressive to see what he's done from year one in the AHL, where he was really good, to year two, where he's even been better. And that's going to translate yeah. to being a real, true pro. It's just the truth. Yeah, and he and he's the play driver down there for the Canucks, uh, mm-hmm. for the Abbotsford Canucks. Like to me, it hasn't matter what line he's been on. Like he's the guy driving the bus, driving the offense. Um, and when I look at a guy like Pod Colson, 
here's a stat to throw at you. And again, take, take from it what you will. Uh, but R.C. Baines, you know, he leads the Abbotsford Canucks in points, right? He has 40 points in 40 games. Holy. Uh, obviously, AHL All-Star Game MVP. But Whoa. those 40 points is eighth among AHL skaters. Wow. Even a guy like Pod Colson. Pod Colson has more goals. He has 13 goals, but has 26 points in 35 games. You know who has the exact same stat line as Pod Colson of 35 games played, 13 goals, 26 points? Max Sasson. Mm-hmm. Okay? Pod, that's silly Pod Colson and Max Sasson have the exact same stat line. And Max Sasson's had a good age all season, but again, we're talking about a guy who was a call like playing college hockey a year ago, right? Mm-hmm. So to me, like I I'd still like to see more from Pod Colson before he's getting that opportunity up in the NHL. To me, like Baines has absolutely deserved the call up. Um, and I want to see him play some games this season. Wow, you want to see it this season. Hey, I want to see it too. I just don't I I think I'm like hesitant in putting that out in the air because that means that means somebody's getting hurt. You know what I'm saying? It's maybe it's just even a maintenance day though. Like on again, we got 12 forwards on the roster right now. Yeah. Uh, unless, you know, field. What is this basketball? What is this basketball maintenance days? What Trevor, you're getting soft on me. Come on, man. Are you serious? Maintenance days. You know, take the day off, man. Rest up. I don't know about that. I know we saw it with Noah Juleson and Ian Cole, but I feel as if that was more because a guy like Noah Juleson was proven that he was getting it done in the AHL and they kind of had to reward his growth within the season. I don't think the Canucks are going out of the way to call up the AHL MVP just so Lafferty can get a break or like who who is it outside of Lafferty? It's Lafferty or, or Niels Hoaglander. If nobody gets hurt, to get a break. Right? Well, I think I think Niels Amon could be an option too, right? Like you and move Suter down a fourth line center, right? Um, so I, I think there's flexibility. You know, the Canucks have quite a few players who can play wing and center. Mm-hmm. So um okay. I, yeah it's probably Lafferty or Amon but again when I say maintenance day, I don't necessarily mean like oh like give the guy a day off he's worked hard like maybe there's just like a lingering injury okay. where he could play through it but it makes sense just to bring okay. up a guy like our Steve see what he that's can a, do that's right? a good Canadian answer right there okay Trevor I was I was concerned about y'all for real straight up dude. yeah and, and and here's the other thing too like I'm looking at that March schedule where the Canucks play nine home games in a row uh, which Ooh. is a staggering amount of home games I can't remember a home <laughs> Yo, game. he's getting called up he's getting called up <laughs> right yeah that, that's an easy time to call <laughs> up a guy uh if there's there's someone on the team going through something right uh, because you know the team's gonna be home for almost the entire month of march mm-hmm. let him drive down highway one westbound okay over the portman bridge Dude. and get him to rogers arena man Bro, I'm, I'm, I'm saying it man he's playing nhl games i'm 100 confident that a land developer of punjabi origin will order a helicopter to pick up rsd banks and fly him to Rogers Arena, okay? That's going to be a big deal when he makes his debut. But more noticeably, it's going to be an even bigger deal when he becomes a full-time NHLer. I don't think this is like a a gimmick. I don't think this is a, oh, let's give the nod to the hometown talent and make the community happy. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no moral victories here to be played when inserting R.S.G. Baines in the lineup. I think there's more than a perfect chance that this guy becomes a full-time NHL. And that's because, again, look at the way he talks. He's all hockey. He's wired. You know who else is wired? Quinn Hughes. I'm not comparing the players, but he kind of fits into that mold. Like, you got to care about hockey and hockey only. And B, bro, when you see a guy continue to get better and better every season at that age, it's a testament to, uh, the what's the word, manifestation? Like, he's on mm-hmm. path to being an NH. Like, it's going to happen. You can't doubt this guy. You can't doubt this guy. Again, you, we could have seen him play at the same level, right? Play at the same level this season compared to last year in the AHL, and that would have been fine. It would have been good enough. 
but clearly good enough is not good enough for Archdeep Baines. Okay, let's get to the comments before we get to the other side. And I do want to ask Trevor one more question on Archdeep Baines, and maybe you can help us out on this as well. Okay, let us know who you think compares to the way Archdeep Baines play. Okay, I'm going to get Trevor like one minute to think about it. But again, let's get to the comments. Uh, Mr. Whale, one of the favorites on the program, he says Surrey needs its own NHL team. Yo, Surrey needs places to hang out. It really does. Like, where are you hanging out? The Superstore parking lot with a with a double-double in your hands? For real, can Surrey get places to hang out? Some cool places? Maybe uh, R.C. Baines is the needle pusher in the city, okay? Surrey gets a lot cooler. With them, uh, we have Jay again. He's turning into one of my favorite fans, okay? He's saying Surrey's future started rough with Prab Rye a decade ago. Prab Rye, R.C. Baines on a different level, okay? These kids are different these days. It's just the truth. Okay? And, okay, you know what? I got two questions for you, okay? Um, and d- give them quick. Give the answers quick. A, who compares to R.C. Baines? Like, who's a comparable? And B, bro, I got to say it, right? The Canucks are all in. He's the he's the uh, AHL MVP. Is he a trade chip? Are you selling high on R.C. Baines to push this team over the top? Take the floor. Okay, for comparable, yeah, honestly, there wasn't anyone who came to my head um, off the top, but I'm going to throw out one name, and it's Igor Sharangovich from Calgary. Um, you might not know much about Sharangovich. He was part of that Tapoli trade, uh, was drafted by the Devils. He is just a guy who can play anywhere in your lineup, from first line to fourth line. He's versatile, has killed penalties, has some good hands. Um, I think Sharangovich probably has a bit more speed. Um, than R.C. Baines, but I would say Igor Sharangovich is the guy that came to my mind first and foremost. Now, the only main difference is Sharangovich is mainly a winger but can play center, whereas Baines, I've never seen him play center. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's kind of stylistically is the guy who came to mind for me. And is he a trade chip? Potentially. I don't think so because <laughs> I, I think the Canucks might be aware of the PR hit, but like, hey, it's about winning the Cubs, not necessarily about winning the PR game. Uh, they see They obviously didn't care about winning the PR game last year. Um, in terms of making tough decisions. Oh, so, bro, you know the old regime? Again, uh, for a guy who's like a 23-year-old undrafted um, NHLer, like, yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be a crazy high value on him, but who knows? You know who would have called him up last year for that moral victory? Remember how the Canucks always sucked and there was always like a college free agent coming through just to save the day? Whether it was like Brock Besser to Quinn Hughes to like all the other guys, you know, that Benning would call up just to make us feel better about the future? Again, if Jim Benning was the GM last year, R.C. Baines would have played 40 games. That's that's just the truth, okay? Shout out to JS for the super chat. Again, he always keeps the super chats really really simple. It's never about Trevor and I. And to be honest, like sometimes it's not even about the fan. Like it's the Canucks are doing the most right now. The Canucks are doing the most. One love to the Vancouver Canucks. And as JS says, go Canucks, go. I did have one other note on Archie Baines, but I'm gonna let you do your thing. Shout out the sponsor, and uh, maybe that'll give me time to remember what I wanted to say. All right, well, Kyle hits his head against that beautiful Don't Doze logo in the background. I'm going to shout out FanDuel. Be Super Bowl to all those who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite p- football snacks, and placing some super bets. I just called my mom today because it was her birthday. Happy birthday, mom. Wow. I told her to come over for Super Bowl. I said I wanted to bake some bacon wrapped pickles, and Whoa. I think she almost hung up on me. Dude. Uh, she wasn't a fan of bacon wrapped pickles. So Come on, man. Um, anyways, man, got uh, I might have gotten rejected by my mom, but that's okay because I know I'm going to win a few bucks placing some bets on FanDuel, okay? Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58 on FanDuel, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. 
New customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Okay, okay, we back on this episode of Locked On Canucks titled, The Vancouver Canucks are moving to Surrey next season. Bro, they may move to Surrey in June, okay? Scott Road is going to be something else, for real. And Scott Road really sets the standard of how this team should celebrate playoff success moving forward, okay? Let's not do it how they do it in downtown Vancouver. Uh, everyone talks ish about Surrey, right? Everyone talks ish about Surrey. I don't want to go to Surrey. Oh, you're going to get hurt over there, right? A pretty infamous place, bro. Based on what I've seen on the footage, more people get hurt in Vancouver or more destruction happens in Vancouver, okay? Let Surrey be the standard. We celebrate responsibly in Surrey. One love to Surrey. Hey, speaking of the streets, JS, man, letting us know that he's already seen a Canucks car flag. And uh, I don't think he's lying, man. A, because JS is loyal, and B, I've seen it too. Yesterday I was driving to Maple Ridge, and somebody had an old school, like, I'll show people, like, that old logo. Like, they had a car flag from... uh, the West Coast Express logo, this one. And that made my heart warm up. Uh, did you see a car fly too already? Yeah, I've seen like three or four, Ooh, to be honest what? with you. Yo, yeah. Yeah. bring it's out the car back, flags. Man. Bring out the car flags. If you have the car flags, bring them out now. It's not celebrating early. It's not that. It's about the West Coast bias, man. F the ops. Yeah. F, F everyone else. It's about us. Okay, for real. Elston Gunn, the vibes are immaculate, boys. Yes, they are. Uh, Trevor, you're going to be talking about the first line very soon. But before I do that, or before you do that, I want to bring this up, okay? R. Street Main is a guy that Casey doesn't want the Canucks using as a trade chip, right? Doesn't want that. He's a guy that also reminds me a little bit like Pew Suter and Teddy Bluger. I think they're more offensive upside, but I think when he gets inserted into the lineup as an NHLer, it's going to be in, a, in the bottom six, and his role is just going to have to be you know, being intense, being cerebral, being smart. And those two players, one who may be replaceable. I'm not saying that, you know, R.C. Baines is going to fill Teddy Bluger's shoes because they play different positions. But, man, I kind of see I kind of see similarities early on if that transition does happen to being an NHL player for R.C. Baines. Yeah, I think that that's actually, um, you know, pretty strong comparable. And one thing to say about Bluger, too, is, you know, Bluger had about three full seasons in the AHL before he, you know, came to the Vancouver or uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins, I, su- I should say. So at the same age in the AHL, Bluger was around 0.7 points per game, whereas RC Boyne, RC Baines is a point per game player in the AHL on the power play, mm-hmm. killing penalties. Again, the knock is that he doesn't play center like Bluger does, so he doesn't mm-hmm. have that versatility. Um, but in general, I, I see Baines as a more skilled version of Teddy Bluger. And mm-hmm. Bluger has said in interviews too, like he was an offensive guy all throughout his high school, college career, and he goes to the AHL and he's got to learn to be more of a defensive guy. Baines has gone through that same transition. Um, so, yeah, actually, I think that's not a bad comparable at all, Kyle. Dude, I'm a smart guy. I'm a smart Hindu from Surrey, okay? Anyways, let's talk about the top line for the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, does it matter if one of these lines gets gets named or gets the uh, title as the number one line for the Vancouver Canucks, right? Is it Pedersen, McKayev, and Lindholm? Is it Besser, Miller, and whoever is the wing on that line? I don't think so. In fact, I'll say this, man. The top line for the Vancouver Canucks 5-on-5, again, is Teddy Bluger, Connor Garland, and Dakota Joshua. Anyways, Trevor, talk about this. 
that's funny. I was just about to ask you who, who do you like? Who, I, yeah, sure. It doesn't matter, but who do you think is the top line of the Canucks? I, I always have considered it the Pedersen line, but mm-hmm. you know, based on ice time, it's the JT Miller line. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think part of that this season in particular is that the coach or Rick talking just has more trust in JT Miller and Brock Besser as a, as a tandem, right. Didn't have a lot of trust in Kuzmenko and McKay with Pedersen. Um, I think Pedersen was kind of carrying that on on his own. And that's kind of why I've had Pedersen as the Canucks MVP is because he's doing so much with line mates that have been kind of subpar for most of the season. Um, but okay. JT Miller, that line in general, um, they were kind of ranked as the the sixth best line in terms of goal differential, the sixth best first line in the league, I should say. Well, um, now the fancy stats aren't kind to them mm-hmm. mainly because they score a lot of goals, but they're capitalizing on their chances. And, you know, the goaltending is bailing them out a bit at even strength. But mm-hmm. in general, I think you and I both said it time and time again, every dayers know that the JT Miller line has been better than the analytics suggest. Uh, yeah. I think that line has done a really good job of shutting down the opposition's top lines. Yeah. I don't really care what the fans say, to be honest. I mean, yeah, they're going up against the top lines on an everyday basis. Um, but there are limiting chances to an extent. They're outscoring the other team's top line. And look at JT Miller, man. He's on pace for like over 110 points still. Like, it's Damn. freaking unbelievable. Damn. Still on pace for 110 points. The, the season is moving so quick, quickly, and I think I've already transitioned myself out of honing in on individual t- statistics outside of Quinn Hughes because I still think he has a chance to win the MVP, for real, in, in a world. If he gets like 105 to 110 points, boom, bam. But um, And this is mainly because I've kind of put my attention towards the cup, right? Team success over individual success. But mm-hmm. if we're talking about the lines in general, especially those top two lines, bro, I'll say it from the jump. Again, I've watched 49 of those 50 games. There hasn't been a lot of domination offensively with flash for both those lines. Like, they're efficient. They're not giving up much as well, but I don't see this insane amount of chemistry, okay? And the only time we saw that within that top six is when the lotto line was together in the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Now, the Canucks, for them to go over the top and really kick it into gear, like maybe they could win using this formula, right? Just being efficient and playing really good defense and limiting chances and blah, blah, blah. They, they could still do it, but what will really take them over the top is when there is one of those lines that is that becomes dynamic five-on-five. Five. And honestly speaking, I think we've seen a lot of best from Miller, and they're doing their thing. They're a really solid line. They're a hard line to play against as well. But I don't really see the flash slash the chemistry being – there when it comes to being elite offensive an elite offensive duo but I do think there's a chance of Lindholm and Pedersen being that and that's the huge x factor now for the Vancouver Canucks moving forward if those two get chemistry again Pedersen UFA uh, not UFA sorry Pedersen RFA Elias Lindholm UFA they got a lot to play for they got a lot to prove watch out NHL yeah and yeah I I think that's kind of the second point to what I was going to say right you know JT Miller that line ice time wise has been the Canucks top line so far this season. But you know, you look at last night in particular, if the last night again, one game, if it's a precursor, the Pedersen Lindholm line is about to become the Canucks top line. Mm-hmm. I mean, that line uh, had the most shifts at even strength among all Canucks lines last night. They led the all, all Canucks lines in ice time. Yeah. Um, so, and Pedersen was bad yesterday too. Well. Like Pedersen was like, they, they, they played okay. I think Pedersen had like two or three turnovers. Like he wasn't on, point you know again first game back after the all-star break blah 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 there's still a lot of room to improve and again for us to see that dynamic nature between them and you know seeing improvement in Mikhaev's game there's something that could be brewing there that we haven't seen yet it's like it's like lotto line light possibly you know what I'm saying possibly and that's dangerous for the Vancouver 
Canucks. Anything else you want to say in regards to the top line? No, let's let, let's cut to break. Maybe okay. let us know in the comments who is the Canucks top line. Do you consider it the middle line or do you consider it the Pedersen line? It's the Garland um, line. Again, man. so much to talk about. It's the Garland line, bro. <laughs> like five on five, it's been that line. I know you're gonna say it too. I know it ain't, ain't as sexy, but like Pedersen and whoever he's played with versus Miller and whoever's whoever he he's played with have not generated that many chances five on five compared to that third line, and that's crazy to say. It really is, but that is the damn truth. Yeah, there you go. Um, let's cut to the other side. Okay, Thatcher Demko. We talked a lot about MVPs. Thatcher Demko's in that conversation. He could set a Canucks franchise record during his next start. Uh, before we talk about that, I got a shout out indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that they're quick, okay? Just like I'm quick in the sack, baby. Whoa. Indeed, they leverage over 140 million qualifications. Yeah, no need to talk about that any longer. 140 <laughs> million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Guess what? Listeners of this show, you will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get more jobs, get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash locked on. Just go to indeed.com slash locked on right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this very podcast, Locked On Canucks, baby. That is indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We back, we back on Locked On Canucks. My name is Kyle Bowen. That right there is Trevor Beggs. One love to the Locked On Podcast Network and uh, even more love to the Don't Doze Art Lab for providing that West Coast bias day in and day out. If you do like the show, subscribe, hit the like button. It does really help us out a lot. Valentine's Day next week, I believe. Okay, so Trevor and I have a lot of work to do. We got to court our women still, right? Even though they're in love with us, we can never stop doing the most for them and you know, subscription can go a long way, bro. I'm telling you, man. I'm trying to take my girl out to Cactus Club every Wednesday on Scott Road. That's just the truth. Unbelievable. Uh, Trevor, you, what are you getting your girl for Valentine's Day? Uh, I know she doesn't listen to the show, so <laughs> tell us. <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Like, oh, no, nothing, man. nothing, nothing. Like, definitely, like, some flowers, Ooh. flowers, some chocolates. And I think we'll probably go to dinner on the weekend, probably not on the Wednesday. Okay, are you the, are you the like, pick your own flowers type of man? Like, are you just buying the pre-made bouquets? Oh, no, I buy the pre-made oh, bouquets. The? I got a couple shops. I go to a white rock. I'm like, pick your own flowers. What am I, a florist, man? No, come yeah, on. yo, like, go to the go to the florist and, like, pick the individual. Oh, and Dude, God. come on, man. That's Dude, you're, you're, you're an unbelievable romantic, man. Of that course, I got to be, man. My girlfriend's hot, okay? Anyways, let's get to the comments. What are you saying? What are you saying, no, you're, Kyle? You're, your wife is hot. What? Whoa. I, was, I just said your wife's hot. Okay. Anyways, let's talk about the comments, okay? Scott Road is going to be Liddy after each game. JS, you are damn right. That is the truth. Um, uh, we had someone else here. Okay, Callum. 
Callum, what a comment, okay? Callum Sandu, earlier in the show, says, yo, call up Baines. Let's get the samosas in the building. He's allowed to say that, okay? It's a Callum Sandu, okay? He's allowed to say that. And then he also says this, okay? Baines is going to be this generation's bros. Talk about it, man. I like that one, bro. Yeah, I think Baines has to, you know, I'm not actually, I'm not going to put any negativity on it. RC Baines, next bros. Let's go, baby. Let's also talk about Thatcher Demko. Guess what I'm going to do to you, Kyle? Okay, you ready for it? Trevor's trivia starts now. Oh, man. All right. Thatcher Demko again. (laughs) He tied Dan Clute's franchise franchise record with a nine game win streak. He actually um, is on the Canucks record books in a couple other places with a seven game win streak. In 2021-22, and a six-game win streak from 2023-24. Okay. So aside from Demko and Kluche, six other goaltenders in franchise history have had a win streak of six games or longer. Okay. Can you name those other six goalies? Luongo? Yeah. Like, he, he's only had one of those? Like, he only counts for one? Yeah, just, just – okay. uh, mostly guys have done six okay. games or more multiple times, but just just name the goalies. They're okay, most, Luongo, uh, Richard Brodor. Nope. Kirk McLean. Yep. Okay. Um. Like, uh, how many goalies are in the, from the two thousands though? Like, did we already mention all of them? Luongo, Denko. Yeah, like most of them. Most of them. There's, Mark, there's Markstrom. Markstrom. Get, but most of them. Markstrom. Is that Markstrom? Yeah. yeah. Um. Alex Ald. No, come on, man. Go, go bigger than Ald. <laughs> who? Who's your goalies, man? Oh, Ryan. Ryan Miller. Yeah. Who? Uh. Not. Uh, yo. You know what? On this note, I was about to say Braden Holpe. Yo, Jim Benning sucks, man. How does Jim, how does Jim Benning say, okay, peace out, Tana, peace out, Markstrom, peace out, peace out, all these guys. We got to do something else with our money, and and then is like, yo, we got to sign Braden Holpe to a two year deal. You remember that? Unbelievable, man. Yeah, could could have signed Pedersen long term before Dude, it for that. Yo, Pedersen is an RFA this season when the Canucks have opened up their cup window only because the Canucks chose Braden Holpe and Jake Vertanen. Over pe- signing Patterson first. Trevor, finish off the trivia, okay? I'm, I give up. Come on, man. You piss me off, bro. <laughs> yeah, so there's eight goalies in franchise history that have had a win streak of six games or longer. Uh, Kluche and Demko, uh, I mentioned. Kyle, you mentioned the other four, which were Luongo, Miller, McLean, and Markstrom. The two you were missing, Corey Schneider. Yeah, okay. Who did it, who did it on multiple occasions. He did it three times. He had Holy. a win streak of seven and two of six. Uh, and then the one you wouldn't have gone to was Gary Suitcase Smith. Uh, yeah. He hit a six-game win streak during the 1974-75 season. So, anyways, quick shout-out to Demko. Kyle said on last night's show that he was the MVP, or should I say the beauty. Yeah, he was uh, the beauty. The he was the beauty. He was the yeah. reason, man. He was the reason. Like, bro, again, the Canucks are not a perfect team. You know what I'm saying? Things are going to happen, and now we're going to be we, – we always play good teams. Like, that's going to happen throughout an 82-game season. But the the standards are different. The expectations are different. We got to win these games as well. And I think it's something like yesterday and the events of the third period that give me peace of mind when spitting out this notion that the Canucks are going to have a magical season. We're going to win the Stanley Cup because, you know, we're stacked and we're, we have the best third line in hockey and our defense is playing better and we may be getting some more help, right? In a couple of weeks, you never know. And then it kind of, it kind of falls on the, uh, the negligent side of me not thinking about Demko and DeSmith as much as I should be because a lot of teams, like 95% of the teams, don't have goaltending like that. It's, uh, <laughs> we're lucky, man. Go Canucks, go, man. Go Canucks, go. Okay, let's read the comments before we get out of here. Uh, we're at the 30-minute mark. Uh, we have uh, this this commenter, SM9215Van, saying the Nucks, 
The Canucks ain't going to Surrey. Okay, sure. Why not, man? Okay. How about this scenario? Okay, how about this? The Stanley Cup may be going to Surrey, right? Let's see Archie Baines gets called up this season, like Trevor said, right? And he's uh, irreplaceable, a.k.a. someone you can't send down because he makes an immediate impact, right? He doesn't get sent down. He gets his name on that cup, and then he brings it to Bear Creek Park and Newton Wave Pool and Guilford Town Center and Surrey, Surrey Central. Could you imagine? How about the wings on 72nd? Bro, unreal. Unreal. Uh, we had Ryan comment this as well, and I, I, want, I want your I- intelligence on this, okay? This is a good hockey question to, before we get out of here. Do you see, like, Miller and Besser playing together the whole season? Like, do you ever see a different version of the top six? You brought up the fact that uh, Rick Tockett may, you know, uh, hit the blender, you know, being this ahead in the standings. Do you ever see, like, a different version of, not the lotto line, but a Lindholm, Pedersen, Besser thing? Like, get, yeah, yeah, talk on that. I mean, I thought it was possible coming into this season. I think it's less possible now. I think Tockett really likes his duos. I think Miller and Besser have been consistent, mm-hmm. uh, which, again, I, I've fully admitted I didn't see coming uh, coming into this season because they weren't great last year when they were together. Um, oh. I think it'll take probably a, a quiet stretch if the Canucks you know, play mediocre for a stretch of games. They don't necessarily have to have a losing streak, but if they're mediocre for a stretch of games, I think you can pull the trigger. But until that happens, but Miller and Besser aren't going anywhere as a duo. Um I got to get out of here, Kyle. So again, a shout out to the listeners, the everydayers, <laughs> the occasional listeners, the first time listeners, the new subscribers, and those of you who joined us here on the YouTube live stream. We love each and every one of you, your family and your dogs too. On tomorrow's episode, we're going to preview the 2024 Stanley Cup Finals rematch between the Boston Bruins and the Vancouver Canucks. I'm kidding, sort of, maybe. Or am I kidding? I don't know. Final on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Canucks. Kyle, I got anything to say to the people before we get out of here? No, one love to this comment from uh, uh, UWU, okay? Surrey has some of the most loyal Canadian hockey fans in the greater Vancouver area. area. As a matter of fact, people from India have hockey in their DNA. And as an old white guy, I love these true Canadians. Bro, I'm going to cry, man. I'm going to cry. Then we have Sito saying the, the curry from Surrey. I guess that's my new nickname, which is cool. Call me the curry from Surrey, okay? He's saying the curry from Surrey takes his girl to Cactus Club every Wednesday. Damn, like what? Am I supposed to cook her butter chicken every week? No, man. Yo, the other day I told my girl to cook me samosas. You know what she said? She said, I can't even say what she said, okay? Anyways, that was another episode <laughs> of Locked on Canucks. Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs, and the people. Yes, you and you, and you and you, and you and you making this all possible. One love. Enjoy the sunshine. Peace. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.